you're watching The Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Tesla Life number 240, the 9th of february 2022 and as you can see patrick is slowly taking over the show every <laughs> every intro is a little bit longer a little more bolder i don't know i don't know what's going to happen as, i don't as know who did that along. one that was that was pretty cool though <laughs> <laughs> thank you patrick so they've uh they've gotten nicer at the uh, at the uh, at the text they don't cover all of patrick's face anymore and if it's a long one it gets smaller <laughs> ah. <clears throat> very good very good yeah. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a lots of news to talk about. Uh, not a surprise there. Let's get right down to business and uh, see what's been going on. So, oh, yeah, sure. And now it picks my computer, picks the time to say, re-enter your password. Sure. <laughs> Good timing, computer. I was oh called goodness. a hockey announcer. That that must be a high compliment from a uh, hockey, hockey day. day. Yes. <laughs> one of my computers did that to my Google account in the middle of a YouTube video. It's like, yeah, no. Right in the we middle. everything down. Signed you out of everything. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. It was my it was my email account saying, hey, why don't you log in again? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No Thanks. stories you want to just talk about? We're holding them hostage. <laughs> just pay a small <laughs> ransomware amount. And... <laughs> now is a good time to talk to you about that storage uh, upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, today's first story was about uh, the Tesla supercharger map being uh, reworked. Uh, this happens once a year. And uh, at the beginning of February, uh, they decided to rework the supercharger map for 2022. And uh, as uh, no surprise, because we've seen this now for a, a few years out, uh, that uh, they uh, typically will revise uh, where superchargers are going. Uh, they will update and they will delete and add, depending on what they're after. So different areas uh, have been uh, graced with a, an additional supercharger and some other areas that have been maybe on the map for a longer period of time. Some of those have been deleted. And then of course we get an update. Uh, every time you go to the, the Tesla page and go into the, uh, the uh, charging area, you can look at the map and it will give you an indication as to whether the supercharger is active or planned. And if it's planned, if you hover over them or click on them, they will in indicate what quarter uh, they expect that supercharger to open. So. Here in Ontario, we, we have seen a few more added to the map. Uh, one or two have been moved, uh, but uh, it looked uh, it looked pretty good for us. But again, we were we were pretty good uh, before it as well. There there still are a few areas that we're hoping for one to go in, uh, but uh, at this point, um, things seem to be moving along nicely. What I did want to mention was uh, to one of our friends of the show, uh, Mr. Evan Fusco. Uh, he is getting a supercharger down in his neighborhood, All which right. is going to alleviate a problem that he has had now for many years. And that was traveling from his area of uh, Springfield, Missouri, over to Nashville, uh, which could not have been done in his Model S. Uh, but they're now adding a new supercharger in Jonesboro, I believe it is, uh, that will allow him uh, to make it. So uh, not having to do the big loop around or the big loop south uh, to get to Memphis, he'll be able to cut right through the middle and uh, stop in Jonesboro. So I did send an email to uh, to Evan because, of course, he's complained about this for years. And mm -hmm. uh, he's finally going to get a supercharger. It looks in Q2 of this year. So he was happy and said, yes, that would definitely alleviate his problem. There you go. Right. So it's also the time of year where if you've got a supercharger that's been in play for a couple of years and it said coming by the end of the year they move the year to the end of the current year so <laughs> or hopefully right. actually put q1 or q2 of this year on there which is what they did for some here in oregon and uh i'm really happy to see the locations they picked um tillamook to get one this year 
which is great because you could go north and go to Seaside or south and go to Lincoln City. But if you wanted to go straight to the beach, there was nothing. So uh, that that's a good spot. And uh, there was a, there was another one in Southern Oregon that they added, which is really nice. Before you go up Mount Shasta, they had uh, one in, in Grants Pass, but now they have another one uh, further south of that. So it's it's uh, really coming along. The, their goal is to double the number of superchargers over the next three years. So that that um, should help fill in a lot of gaps. But that's on the ones that they actually are making progress. On so the ones where local red, le regulators, legislatures, et cetera, are blocking them, they just move the year back. And then <laughs> it, it happens eventually. Like like mine was coming soon since 2017. And then it showed up in, uh, was it late 2019, early 2020? Or as soon as you moved. Yeah, after I moved away, <laughs> it showed up. <laughs> uh... Yeah, they were saying, wait until Casey Casey, moves. you were the one that was holding up that supercharger all along. And you was, didn't even so know it. Exactly. But but now, you know, like I said, they, there's the, like eight of them within 30 minutes of me. There's another one opening soon. And I was at my uncle's place uh, in Maryland this weekend. And, uh, and and he had one that we made a video for and I didn't, uh, didn't edit or publish it yet. Then they, they had another one now that's like directly on the way into his house. And there's another one around the corner from that one that's at a Wawa that's almost open. The the V3 cabinets are still in the bag, so. They yeah, Wawa and, and uh, Bucky's, uh, two chains yeah. that are uh, prevalent uh, with Tesla superchargers. Uh, a lot more opening up uh, at those uh, two respective establishments. So they're obviously enjoying the relationship they've had with Tesla so far mm -hmm. and uh, adding more uh, to the mix. So... Uh, the more the merrier and supercharge is always better. Yeah, as well as uh, Royal Farms. And um, I always forget that one in North Carolina with the yellow and the red. Every time until I'm sitting in front of it. Um, <laughs> sheets. Sheets. So one of the new ones in his town is at a Royal Farm. The other one that's opening is at a Wawa. The, the last one is in a parking garage. So hopefully uh, that one's V2. But it's, it's the old one where you got the narrow spaces. You got a nose into them and it's... So that one might be going away. <laughs> Not the best. No. Yeah. Well, uh, next story, uh, Casey's going to handle this for us about a, another factory in Austin. Yeah. What's so this we, about? So we talked a little bit uh, a while ago when uh, the drone army spotted the components for the anode factory at Giga Texas Terra Texas. And now uh, we're hearing that they're going to have a cathode plant at the same facility, which... Surprise, said, surprise. Makes, right. That's, like I said, why not just do it all? <laughs> <laughs> We've got half of, the battery ready, half of the battery ready, boss. All right, well, wait for Nevada <laughs> to ship us in some, some parts. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. You're not going to build half a battery. <laughs> yeah, so they were. Uh, so another, no, another parcel of land is going to be dedicated to the cathode factory. Uh, and, uh, of course, this is just the we, – we knew that when uh, Austin – uh, was indicated they were going to start with it. We knew the parcel of land they had was immense and they have a mm -hmm. lot of room to grow uh, in that mm -hmm. parcel. So the, the factory itself sits on a, a parcel of land, but there's a, adjoining lands that Tesla owns and hasn't even developed on. Uh, so they're certainly getting ready uh, to push this out. I really see a, a Shanghai type situation happening here where they just continue to build buildings uh, as the other one fires up. And uh, it's going to give them more capacity as time goes along. Uh, they've got all of the room they need in the world to build out uh, based on the uh, increase in production that they're going to require. So uh, definitely uh, with the 4680 starting in, uh, in Texas, um, you know, certainly build all you can uh, in that same footprint so that the delivery of uh, parts uh, to the uh, actual um, uh, production line are not slowed up by anything. It's all it's all handled, you know, within within just a short uh, transfer of parts uh, from the same uh, parcel of land. Yeah, and once you've got all the construction crews up and hired and going, when the foundation team has finished one building, okay, we'll just move over to the next one. You done with that one? Okay, cathode's done. Let's go to the next thing, and yeah, just keep them keep them uh, pipeline the whole process, so you're not like. Uh, starting it all up, then shutting it all down, then, oh, next one started all up again. We had to wait until we started shipping cars out of the first building before we did anything on the second one. No, that's not smart. Then that's not how Tesla works. 
it's go as fast as you can and that's what they're doing yeah. yeah and if you've seen some of the drone footage over the actual factory footprint you can see that the construction trailers uh, and parking for construction is in a certain area and all those different trailers and stuff as patrick has mentioned why would you just reset it up and have to put it somewhere else why not just keep a central construction head office area and then as you said as the next job comes up nothing has to move for that construction company all the admin stays in the same place the trailers in the same place and they just they just start you know they they go another 250 or 300 yards to the left or the right and they start yep. to work there so good plan absolutely so uh definitely uh, things are moving along still haven't got the official word uh, that a vehicle has been delivered to a customer. There was a uh, possible, uh, I, I think someone got a little bit uh, ahead of themselves, looked hmm. at a VIN code that they were given in the email and uh, saw the letter A for Austin in their VIN code and determined that, oh, it must be coming from Austin in, uh, in March. But uh, they were asked uh, repeatedly to post that VIN or a partial VIN so we could see it. And uh, they haven't posted it yet. So not <laughs> sure if that's a false alarm or not. But uh, we're keeping our eye on it uh, on the Twitter feed. If you want to be updated as we are updated, uh, follow us uh, on our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life, as well as our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life numeral one. So uh, keep an eye on that. And we will as well. It would be funny as if... Uh... If that was real, and then he went to go look it up, and because he posted under his real name, Tesla took it out. <laughs> uh, <whoops. laughs> well, that's why you post a partial one, right? Uh, you don't want to don't want to show the entire one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, be careful with your. Well, I don't know. Some some people post their VIN number and don't care, but uh, on there. But, but I would but, say but that, in the order uh, phase, and especially yeah. for one coming from a factory that's not done yet. I remember. When I got my VIN, I didn't post my VIN anywhere. I, you know, I would, uh, I posted it, but I would put a X's over the fat last uh, four or five digits. So you didn't have it exactly, but it, it at least gave people the uh, an idea as to where the numbering was. So mm -hmm. I would suggest the same if I were you. Next, uh, yeah, here's something. Um, We've got uh, we've had reports in the past uh, about Tesla providing free supercharging uh, for holidays. Uh, we've heard this, of course, uh, in the United States. We've heard it in China. And uh, this year, uh, there was an extension of some free supercharging to selected supercharging sites and time of charging in uh, four European countries uh, for Winterfest. So I guess uh, that's a, a particular holiday in uh, these particular four countries in Europe. And uh, they uh, outlined that uh, they were providing that free supercharging. So whenever free supercharging happens, you hear the entire Tesla community say, what about me? What, where's my <laughs> free supercharging? So uh, again, Tesla's spreading it out. We've Again, we've seen China, we've seen the US, and now we've seen some countries in Europe. So... Uh, we're we're keeping our eye on that uh, as time goes along it it also seems that these holidays aren't all bunched together these are spread out throughout the year like the us had it uh, i believe it was for um was it thanksgiving they offered yeah, it it's for? thanksgiving yeah there's a lot of yeah. traveling for thanksgiving yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, of course, China was uh, their uh, New Year celebration, which is coming up now. And uh, Europe, uh, I guess, uh, this Winterfest is something that I, I was unaware of. Uh, so uh, it's something new to me, but uh, not being from Europe or having relatives there, uh, not aware of it. But uh, it does seem to, there's one, you know, Canada is not on the list. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, haven't seen them on the list yet. But uh, we're, we've always got our fingers crossed. But, uh, no, but I'm open to new holidays. <laughs> <laughs> if these have good traditions, like some Yule log or something, I'm in. That, that sounds great. I, I don't know what they are, what it does, but I, I, I now celebrate it. <laughs> you're, you're all for holidays, are you, Patrick? There you go. Do, do you guys travel for your early Thanksgiving? No, no. Canadians well, really don't do a lot of travel <laughs> Thanksgiving. So uh, 
I, I would say if there's a travel date involved, it would be a lot closer to Christmas. So that would be our probably our largest. Yeah, there, there's some travel in Thanksgiving, but but not as much. The other thing I've noticed being a Canadian is that uh, comparing us to the U.S., the U.S., everybody travels a lot more. Like they are happy. They They seem to locate from different states to different states without much thought. It just seems to be a commute uh, type thing. So uh, I've always noticed that with uh, people in the U.S. is that you guys travel a great deal and you don't necessarily get stuck with where you were born or uh, where you were growing, uh, you, you grew up in. Uh, you guys will travel where a job takes you. It doesn't matter what side of the country it is. And Casey, you're you're a perfect example of that. I've known yeah. you for only a few years, and you're moving around uh, quite a bit uh, <laughs> since I've known you. But, but part uh, of the problem is your country. You guys are only using 10% of the land. <laughs> That's the only 10% worth living in. It's the right. only warm part. <laughs> it's Not a lot of things live above that 10%. That's the problem. Uh, so the things. It, be, it becomes... <laughs> It becomes a challenge, Casey. <laughs> Layer of blubber. <laughs> Leave some for the yeah, bears. That, Come that, on. that old adage that eighty-five uh, percent of Canadians live within an hour and a half of the U.S. border. Like yes. we are all pocketed basically in that strip that runs along the top of of the U.S. So, anywho, that's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> Just an interesting fact. Um, here's something, and uh, not sure if you guys saw this uh, through the week, but uh, there's a YouTube uh, channel called uh, AI Attic, and uh, this uh, group uh, goes out and uh, drives uh, with their FSD beta and does a lot of filming, and uh, they're central uh, to San Jose, uh, California, so they do a lot of driving and testing in the downtown core, which is challenging. Um, and why it's challenging is you'll notice in the photo that uh, Casey has put up is that there's these uh, green uh, bullards that are everywhere in the downtown core. These are protect to protect pedestrians and bicyclists, as well in some cases as to separate traffic from the tram lines that run through downtown San Jose. And uh, even they kind of look like pylons, but they are actually uh, solid objects. They are, there's a, a green coating with reflective tape uh, that is basically um, over either a steel or concrete casting that goes into the ground. So these are mm -hmm. solid, non-moving objects. They are not pylons. Um, and what happened was that uh, with version 10.10, um, this particular driver, Casey's going to press play. And thanks to uh, AI Attic uh, for this. Oh, 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 that, oh, oh shit. They did uh, hit uh, a pylon. Uh, actually, they didn't. FSD hit it. So, uh, uh, little, so they hit it. They're, it, it, they're still behind the wheel. They still could have <laughs> well, turned well, the wheel. I, okay, together, they all okay. hit it. <laughs> yes. You know, yes, right. they were passengers. They were monitoring the system as they are required to do so. Uh, but I'm, I'm just interested to show that it actually, FSD actually did hit something. Um, mm -hmm. Even though, you're right, they, they tried to grab the wheel at the last second, and it was too late. At that point, the car had gotten there. But uh, it was just kind of interesting. We, we haven't seen any type of, uh, we've seen close cases where FSD have got people into trouble. Uh, Casey has seen close yeah. cases. Patrick has seen close cases themselves personally. Yeah. Uh, but they've grabbed the wheel and uh, avoided any uh, actual collision. But in this case, it actually hit something. And it is interesting that maybe because these are very skinny pylons, I'm not sure that it, it didn't quite see help. it. They should be but, right uh, for orange <laughs> right they should be pylon colored like yeah orange like you expect for you know traffic well, I, and yeah stuff. i wonder if the color had something to do with it i really don't know so obviously if we've seen it i'm sure tesla has seen it and they're taking proactive action to try to figure out why the system would have not seen that or uh 
concluded that it could drive through it for whatever reason. But uh, it was interesting uh, to watch. And, uh, and, and again, I don't think that AI Attic did anything incorrectly um, besides the fact that they're more ballsy than I would be with my car. I would not let it, you know, actually terminate in a, a bump into a, uh, a bullard. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think I could do to. that. <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when Casey was taking his car famously and it tried to drive him off a bridge, he did not see how it. far it was going to drive him off the bridge. <laughs> he that as soon as the car started to head towards the guardrail, that was enough for him. The experiment yeah. was over. Uh-huh. I'm either yanking the wheel or slamming on the brake. So really, AI addicts should be applauded because they're actually showing what the car would have done and did do if they kind of let the car do its own devices. And of course, that's going to help Tesla in the in the data modeling as to what's going on and, and how to avoid something like this in the future. Because you know, that's that's why Tesla has given sixty thousand uh, drivers the ability to do this is because they do want to collect the data and get the edge cases and try to figure out uh, where their software needs improvement uh, so that if this can become a completely hands-free system, which it, today uh, we know it's not. So uh, exactly. <laughs> it was an interesting video to watch, and I certainly would, uh, if you have some interest, go to the AI Attic uh, YouTube feed and uh, check out their 10.10 uh, uh, drive through uh, San Jose. Oh yeah, uh, Hockey Day's right. It did change the path at the last second, but I mean, there's physics to contend with. It's not a light vehicle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was too late at that point. So for whatever reason, uh, it didn't try to stop instead of steer out of it. Uh, it, uh, but uh, it was interesting to watch, anyways. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, Casey might have something to say or Patrick, uh, since they actually have it. Would you so, let your car go his, that far? I, I think I know the like, answer, but I thought I'd, I'd present it to you in that way. Resounding, hell nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so his hand was on the wheel, but instead of just locking his hand where he had it, he decided to reach up and turn around and it's like, right. it's just a comedy of errors, I guess. And it's, I don't think he thinks it's very funny either. Uh, <laughs> but There didn't seem to be a lot of damage to his car. No, uh, the video no, no. shows. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. The, but the pylon was bent. <laughs> yeah, the pylon was bent. He, was, his car had a scuff. Yeah, uh, definitely. Don't, don't be afraid to hit the brake. Don't be afraid to. Uh, if the car is mm -hmm. turning like it was for him, just grab your hand and it'll stop. And then at that point, then you can just yank it. Rather than what he was trying to do was catch it and pull it back. You, there's no need to try and catch it. Yeah, right. Just catch it where your hand is. Just grab, yes, grab. yes. And then turn the wheel the way you want it to go as you're hitting the brakes or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Brake accelerator, yeah. whatever it takes. <laughs> What's the point of having your hands here if you're then going to go, oh, I need to move my hand over here? <laughs> just, right. Because <laughs> then your hand might even be on it. <laughs> right. Oh, if only it would have stopped a half second sooner, this wouldn't have happened. Well, and, and of course, have... <laughs> we, we, we certainly understand that it is his fault. He's the one that's supposed to be monitoring the car. It's not like FST is going to be charged with anything. It's it's the driver that's the one that's responsible for the actions of the car at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, some people let in. some people in these videos. There's multiple videos out there on the internet. Some people really let the car do what it wants, even when it's getting into trouble, uh, which right. I certainly wouldn't advise. Uh, and this was one of those situations. Um, it certainly wasn't as you know. It wasn't like turning into oncoming traffic, uh, or that. in Casey's uh, <laughs> in Casey's example of driving off a bridge. Uh, but uh, you know, damaging the car certainly, uh, and it wasn't a, a big case uh, in this particular instance. Uh, but uh, certainly, be safe out there if you've got it. And uh, as as said, uh, keep a uh, keep aware and be able to grasp that wheel and hit that brake. Uh, at any time, because yeah. in this mm -hmm. case, the car was performing flawlessly for eight minutes before this point, uh, and then it kind of had this wrong turn, even though it was operating the same type of streets earlier and was missing all these bulliards. So not really sure why, but uh, yeah, and, I'm sure and, Tesla's now looking at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, to to Kenny's point, no, Tesla won't do anything to help you. Uh, that, that They're going to blame it on you. And, uh, and we're still seeing on, on the current versions, we're still seeing the car uh, curb its wheels or, or, or smack something hard enough to, to blow a tire. So 
uh, I'm I'm still weary, especially during any sort of any sort of turning maneuver, and, and you should be too if, if you're in this program. And don't don't get complacent with it, especially not like uh, a lot of people who are on the 10.10 are, are saying that it was much worse for them than 10.9. So I'm kind of like, eh, I don't have that now. So 10.9, it's it's doing okay, but not not good. I think it's doing I'm still okay. on 10.8. 10.8. Um, yeah, I think I might be behind a bit. Yeah. But, 10.8 uh, or 10.8.1? Uh, yeah, probably the second one. But but yeah, I, I never got... people stuck on both. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I um, I know that the 10.9 rollout got halted. It did. Uh, and then 10.10 is what everyone's supposed to be getting now because that removes the rolling stop. So that's right. the uh, the recall. Yeah. But but if if some accident has to get out there to help raise people's awareness that they need to stay vigilant this is the perfect one because yeah. nobody was injured there was no significant damage, damage. <laughs> and and um it's a good psa that you do have to stay vigilant the car will can do and in many cases will do the worst possible thing at the worst possible time pay attention or don't use it yeah yeah the the people i'm hearing have skipped from 10.8 series to 10.10 so it's better than it was but the people who went from 9 to 10 I haven't heard anything nice about it yet. Okay. Yeah. So ten is still a step up from eight. So so from my perspective, it's just going up. Right. <laughs> I didn't have the uh, the local <laughs> maximum in there between. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next, next uh, one. Wanted to, yeah. wanted to touch on uh, Casey was going to talk a little bit about uh, SpaceX and their effort to help uh, Tonga. What's going on yeah. with that? So last week. Uh, either here or on Sunday or both, we were talking about how um, Tonga was was asked by Elon if he if they wanted help, but then it seemed like he didn't actually want to do it. Like not like he didn't want to help them, but like he's like, yeah, no, we need some more stuff. And and so now uh, SpaceX is sending engineering teams to Fiji so they can set up a ground station so that you know Tonga with these satellites passing overhead can actually use the service because right now with the laser links turned off. Uh, you have to have a ground station to bounce the signal to, and, and that's what they were missing when Elon was asking uh, mm. whatever he was getting at there. He's, he's like, yeah, do you need it? And a couple of people, like a, there was an actual politician who said, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and he like blasted on by as if the guy didn't say anything. So my assumption was that that particular politician didn't have the authority to actually talk to Musk. <laughs> but uh, but it looks like they've sorted through whatever the issues were and, and are now uh, on their way to getting getting Tonga back on online literally online <laughs> awesome yeah yeah so they're actually installing a ground station in fiji uh to give, give them a close enough i guess a physical presence on the ground to help out tonga yeah that'll also help out fiji <laughs> yeah i would think so too yeah so yeah. uh yeah congratulations that certainly is a uh, that's a, that would probably be a, a great help uh, to a country uh, that's been crippled by a volcano um, yes. to uh, to get some com solid communication back on the internet through Starlink. And, and this is important because the Kingdom of Tonga, they, they currently, uh, they have undersea cables, but they've been severed by the volcanic eruption. And, and, and one of the things that Elon mentioned was they still have uh, the the competitor satellite service, uh, geostationary. So it's, it's really terrible, slow, and, 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 and latent. And, and so now uh, they can get back online uh, in a manner that they're accustomed to with, you know, fiber. So this is, this is good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Next, uh, just wanted to touch upon, there was a, uh, we put this up on our Twitter feed, uh, but uh, friend of the show, uh, Tesla Tino, Raphael, uh, who has been on the show a couple times, um, he was doing a bit of a, I guess, uh, a regional uh, drive around and uh, was having to stop at a few different superchargers uh, through Florida, uh, where he uh, resides. And uh, Raphael had uh, stopped at one particular supercharger and uh, decided to film a, a PSA, which you can watch on our Twitter feed. Uh, it's about three minutes long or so. Uh, but what he wanted to do was just let people know at a supercharger, there are some basic etiquettes uh, mm -hmm. that uh, people observe and uh this was certainly something that uh, is 
it, it should be second nature to anyone that's at a supercharger. Um, he was indicating that someone was actually urinating on the ground at a supercharger. And it's like, oh, okay, we, we've seen garbage uh, spread around or dropped out of the car. We've seen people throw things out their windows as they're parked. But this just really, it's just wrong. So, uh, you know, it, if this kind of stuff uh, happens, um, you know, it shouldn't. Like, the, the, this is something that uh, should be second nature to everybody. Uh, this is a, a public space. Uh, it is something that we as all Tesla drivers uh, would like to have a, a clean, a safe, a well-lit place uh, to supercharge our vehicles when we're on long trips. And having to deal with someone that's uh, urinating uh, is just ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I can't understand that. Uh, he was kind of taken back and, and made this quick little video at night uh, after he saw the incident and uh, just wanted to let people know in the community that, you know, this is not right. This We're better than this. Uh, this should not be happening. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you should not be behaving in such a manner. So, uh, not uh, even I, in Florida. No, it's, it's, Florida. it's disappointing. It really is. It's disappointing <laughs> to hear that that's going on in some places. If um, if you click on the supercharger icons on the map, they'll tell you what's there. So if you don't see the little restroom people icon and you need to go, then you want to stop on your way in to the supercharger or pick one that's got the little restroom people icons. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah. So... Kind of disappointing, but um, uh, again, he was kind of surprised about it, and uh, uh, so was I. But thought I'd mention it during the show that uh, yeah, let's be better people. Like that's that's just not uh, not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So uh, next, uh, we got a story that um, uh, actually uh, the boring company. Uh, had produced a, a new photo that we're going to share here. Let me just uh, share this particular picture. Boom. So uh, that is, of course, the Resorts World Hilton that is uh, uh, about to receive its tunnel. And you can see the Boring Company uh tunnel boring machine proof rock uh has now broken ground near the front uh front entrance uh of of this uh, particular casino so now resort world is going to be attached uh to the vegas loop so uh looks like they're completing four? digging so uh that's a big plus uh as uh, they expand the tunnel network and of course, we know it's going to go much further than that. But this was the first stage because Resort World, uh, seeing the writing on the wall, decided that, hey, we're close to the convention center. Why don't we get our own line run right to our front door? And mm -hmm. uh, they were the first ones uh, on the phone uh, with the boring company to indicate that they wanted uh, it to expand right to their front door. And and uh, the boring company was happy to oblige and start the digging uh, a couple months ago. I think this will be our first chance to really show some of the why not a train people. Um, yeah. Because this is like show you how quickly it is to add a stop and then again to bypass that stop if it's not where you're going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where with a train, you add a stop. You can only, you have to run tracks there and, and, and then every train stops there, whether people are getting on or off or not. Where here, this is point to point. And th that means that that, location if they want a connection they can pay for it and it doesn't slow down everybody else who isn't going there it's it's a much more scalable system and it adds capacity to the whole system as well because now you've got that much more tunnel to store cars in when when people aren't going places right yes Not yeah keep we're... them in the tunnel but you know you've got to stop where they have room to do their thing yeah go ahead ben. you know what's going to be interesting yeah. to see that when the larger vegas uh, loop grows and the more popular places like maybe, a, you know, an MGM or a Caesars that yeah. has, you know, vastly more uh, clientele coming in, what are their stations going to look like compared to, you know, smaller hotels? Like, is it going to mm -hmm. be, are they going to get into maybe a double stacked station 
maybe. where they've got a first and second or maybe third level uh, because yeah. they've got so many people that are are coming into that uh, compared to you know a smaller place like Imperial Palace, which probably doesn't even exist anymore. But uh, something along that line where you've got really busy places and you've got less busy places and. And it's going to be interesting also to see is the the bypass to go around Caesars mm -hmm. or you know how that how that's we see that in the one station at the Vegas Loop now, but certainly the the volume of traffic is not going to be the same. Right, I right. suspect it's going to be similar to uh, for the larger places. It'll be similar to the larger of the stops at the at the existing facility, and then the like you said the the less popular destinations they probably would have something more akin to an underground bus stop or an above ground bus stop depending on what, whether their station is subterranean or not yeah right yeah and that's the nice thing about tunnels if you need more capacity you can okay let's just go uh two lanes wide or yeah. two lanes stacked <laughs> or four lanes or whatever we eight lanes stacked <laughs> yeah yeah a four by four we have 16 lanes now whatever yeah. you need to do you can do it yeah yeah, it's going to be fun to see that system uh, start to come online and, and add uh, different locations and also see what happens to some properties that decided not to be part of the first run. Uh, if, if they'll be jumping in right away after seeing, you know, these other locations start to hook up to the airport and other places uh, like the uh, convention center and um, the arena. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the uptake on this happens. Be scrambling. I was, I, I'm still surprised that they're going to have airport access because every other yeah. place, the taxi lobby is able to stop that. Uh, in New York, they have an awesome subway system. It goes to none of the airports. I know. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. You've got to take a bus from the airport if you want public transit. And it's like you've got this fantastic subway system and none of the airports are connected to it. Right. That's not a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if if the if the uh, if the taxi union has has any any plans to like maybe get their drivers into the tunnels or uh, operate the robo taxis or there's got to be some reason they thought this was a good idea for themselves. Or they just or maybe they thought was this was some joke. weird folly and it would never yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's that one. They were like, IBM yeah, and whatever. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you want to own the rights to the operating system? Yeah, that's fine. It's a toy. Uh -huh. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's uh, share this, and I think Patrick's going to be able to talk about this one. I'm going to throw him out. Just, just he doesn't even know this is going to happen, but we're gonna, we're gonna throw Patrick into this next story. The whole show's been this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and did you see it? Did you see this update to your app? Uh, uh, app screen. I have not yet seen it. I'm on Android. We tend to get these oh! things after the iPhone folks, so uh, I, I have not. On uh... iPhone. Oh no, Android. <laughs> so this just showed up a couple days ago, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's now allowing us to see uh, our uh, charge stats, our gas savings uh, for the vehicle, and you can see these blue bars here indicate the times that you've charged at home. The red are the superchargers, and there's also another one for other, which would be a gray line, uh, which mm -hmm. is not present on my particular uh, uh, I've got stats here because I'm not charging anywhere else. So, uh, so it's you interesting. $51 in California? Yep, that's right. Fifty-one <laughs> <the CAs. laughs> oh, my. I have to pay in California dollars uh, for some reason. <laughs> Haven't figured that out yet, but uh, it's uh, yeah, that's uh, CA for Canadian, and uh, you can show the the gas equivalent uh, down here. I would have spent uh, two hundred thirty-seven dollars in gas equivalency, uh, and of course, comparing that to the electricity charge of uh, fifty-one dollars, you've got a you know a difference, a savings of one hundred eighty-six dollars in this particular thirty-day period. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of a, a cool little uh, addition to your Tesla app that uh, you can now uh, show to anyone that would have interest. Uh, you know how much how much money are you saving with your car? Uh, it's a quick look now, and this uh, fantastic little colored graph uh, will show you that uh, right away. So uh, yeah, this is this is ideal uh, for us mm -hmm. to uh, have and and uh, use. So. Uh, 
uh, kudos to Tesla for uh, getting this out. It's it's a plus uh, for anyone uh, to use this as a as a quick way to show your friends and relatives what electricity costs are compared to gasoline costs. And of course, as Casey's showing here, you even have the ability to customize the settings. So you can put in the actual price of electricity in the area or region you're in. Tesla does give you some options to pick from, but if they're not covering what your costs actually are, you can customize it to your utility uh, so that the costs are accurate to the area you live in the country. And you can drill down too. That's mm-hmm. right. So that's pretty cool. I've already put in all my electricity um, Oh, they have uh, yours from tariffs. a Powerwall user. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I had to put that in for solar and Powerwall. So I'm hoping that it can just use the data, that the same app. So it, it, it hopefully can use that same information. Because but not uh, on a second car or second phone. <laughs> what now? Not on a second car or second phone. So your whatever car uh, is, is the car the app deems as primary is going to be the one that, that has these stats. <laughs> Oh, the other one you so, have to put in, but attach it. It's a shame. So I, I, we have two cars on our <laughs> That's account. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And, and it's one. only going to work for one? It'll work for both, but you'll have to put the other one in manually. Oh, weird. Oh, it's not yeah. going to use the same stats. It's going to He's going to have to put the second one in. At least that's uh, what the early iPhone people were saying. Okay. All right, yeah. So uh, I'll report back when I get it and uh, let you know how it goes. Yeah, the, the weird thing, the way they do Android is like, uh, they, they they give you they, they they publish it right away when they publish the iPhone, but uh, they don't seem to have asked for any of that expedition that uh, that the other large app makers get. So it seems like go out in waves and by device type uh, and region, and it could be up to a month after they update the app before you see it on your phone if you don't sideload. And Patrick and I will tell you, uh, you know, even though I do some risky stuff with my my account, I am not about to load a sideload a, a app to my phone <laughs> with full access to my car and, and his house. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes absolute sense. But uh, yeah, hopefully that rolls out the Android soon uh, because well, there were well, some that was, people that was discussing. Android I showed you on. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got oh, it before I did. It's okay. there. Yeah. So uh, Patrick can just update his app and uh, he'll have that. Hopefully. I'll go look right now. <laughs> okay. No, I'll wait. Do it live. Right on the show. <laughs> Do it exactly. live so everybody will know, hey, I can get mine too. <laughs> Uh, next, uh, another little update. Uh, Casey's going to share this one. Uh, yes. This one is about the new uh, update for the seatbelts uh, oh. recall. Plus, the one that we're really interested in is the color wheel. Oh, okay. That's the one I was about to share. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so... Uh, share that with us and explain that, uh, what's going on here. Yeah. So I was clicking on it, and now my thing went away. Click here. Share here. Oh, I do have an app update installed. Nice. <laughs> there it is. I don't know why they put it in the middle. Every other one's been at the top. So if you're in China, <laughs> um, you can you can now use the colorizer because uh, over there at the end of the line, you can have your car sent off straight to, to a, a wrap session. And eventually this will show up in the rest of the world because we're seeing oh, this in English. <laughs> yeah, wrap session. <laughs> a little beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we noticed this earlier as well um, when when we started seeing all the different non-Tesla colors in the Shanghai lot. Uh, it's like, oh, they finally actually activated this feature they told us about last year. And and so if you like somebody like Jason Hughes who had a bright yellow Model S and and uh, and Model Three, and the screen doesn't match. I mean, he had the ability to reach in and recode it, but us normal folks who haven't hacked our cars. Until now, we've had no way to make our, our car match what it actually looks like. So this is, I guess, once they work out the uh, the UI issues in, in China, they'll uh, they'll spread it out to the rest of the world. And on the seatbelt uh, recall, well, that was people... that was part of the recall, right? It was just it yeah. was it was part of the OTA. The this the color wheel is. was was another piece of it, but yeah. Uh, so so what, what that what... is, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Casey. So with that one was uh, some folks the 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 little beep bong beep bong was not happening if they were not buckled and in other cases like mine it was saying you didn't have your seatbelt on when you did so <laughs> hopefully those both is, both which would get was. annoying at some point it, it I'm does. sure <laughs> uh, thankfully it didn't do it every time it just seemed to get confused <laughs> <laughs> and we just received an update on the color wheel uh, it has appeared now in North America. 
Oh, fine. Uh, but uh, it's only appeared so far for Model S. So oh. not sure if it's coming to the X next uh, or if it's just rolling out uh, gradually or, or what. But uh, Brian from i1Tesla, uh, another YouTuber, uh, had indicated for his Model S uh, it's now available. And another thing, he gave a little demonstration on his channel. That's uh, i, the number one Tesla, if you want to look it up. Uh, what was cool about it was you're able to save colors on the yeah. wheel. So you can pick a number of colors that you like, and you can save them to your profile, and then you can just switch by not having to pick the wheel again. You just go to the save colors area. I'll and uh, they've got three settings at the bottom, which you could see in the previous photo, where you could see matte, metallic, uh, and I believe um, the next one was like full or flat or something. So you have three different three different uh, subtleties of the paint color that you chose and that will provide a different look to it. And of course, whatever you pick, not only is in your car, but that same color appears on your application in your phone as well. So yeah. uh, it is kind of cool that, uh, that they've introduced this. Although Brian did show one thing which I would agree upon is that they didn't provide the paint color. Uh, you'll notice in some applications that when you pick from the paint wheel, in a different program, yeah. they can actually provide the number uh, so oh. you know uh, yeah. what the paint uh, number is uh, particularly. So that would be something they could add to it in the future, which would be a plus. Because if you're deciding what your next wrap color uh, is or would be, maybe you would like to record the colors that you would like to uh, see in advance, uh, see what they look like under the real sun as opposed to just in your application. But uh, knowing the colors would be half the battle there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one, this one seemed to jump the jump the pond pretty quick. Uh, other things that you'll notice is you get your easy entry and your Wi-Fi or LTE indicator back while you're in park. As soon as you shift out of park, they disappear again. Uh, unless you're a legacy car, then you're always got them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. So uh, yeah, so uh, this will be coming to the three and the Y. Uh, it's just a, a question of timing. So uh, we're watching for that. And uh, again, if uh, you want to be up to date, follow us on our social me media. And uh, yeah, Casey. Also, they have added save dashcam clips. So you can quickly save dashcam clips by adding the dashcam icon to your bottom bar. Simply long press any app icon to enter edit mode and then drag dashcam to the bottom for quick access. Tap the dashcam icon to manually save a clip while driving. So mine are still up top because I'm legacy, but uh, I, I bet you this method will also work for me. So yeah. that is nice because that, that that's you don't always want to honk the horn to, to make it to make it go if you've got the honk the horn and save clip setting turned on. You, you right. want to be able right. to just discreetly push the button. Right. Yeah, that one should definitely be on the screen all the time, easy access because you never know when something's going to happen and you want to save that clip. Or if you're concerned about honking the horn, just honk the horn and give them the thumbs up symbol. Then they have no <laughs> idea about why you were honking the horn. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, 30 seconds here with the app. Um, our Model 3 has the stats, but the Model X does not. I don't know if it's because the only oh, one firmware. vehicle is supported or it's because for, it's for older. Vehicle firmware is part of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, with the older 2016 Model X, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this feature. Uh, and Eventually, then, um, next year sometime. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, and if not, that's fine. And uh, for the home rate plan, uh, it did not import my settings from the Powerwall, but but it looks oh. like I can go in and it just put in a default of 12 cents per kilowatt. Oh, but will you pick the existing it, it, one? It, um, so I just started Combined that to uh, customize it, and uh, oh. I haven't looked to see if... Uh, yeah, when I when I clicked Ontario and selected, uh, it gave me the choice of uh, two 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 cities or two larger cities in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, so obviously my city wasn't in it, but I had the ability to add it and name it. And I'm wondering over time, will that name appear in the list for others? Um, not sure if that will happen or not, but uh, that was kind of cool. Mine, mine oh yeah, said, so hey, they do. Utility and and they showed me Dominion Power, which is most of Virginia, but not me because I'm under a co-op and the co-op was not an option, so I had to manually put it in. <laughs> they ahead. do have the two rate plans that my um, provider, Portland General, supports. 
um, oh. the, the regular and the time of use plan, which those were not in here in the older version of the app for solar, but but you could customize one. So I just went on PGE's website, saw what they were, and and now though that they have it. So the, the one thing that my method didn't support was the like there's 10 uh, holidays and and uh, <laughs> where they all day are on the um, cheapest rate because it's a holiday. So I would go into the Tesla app and manually do that. But now it looks like I'll be able to select this for both. The, the, the cool thing about this. Oh, yeah, that was that was easy. I just I did it just now. Um, so I wonder if this will help with your scheduling on the Powerwall now that they actually have tapped into what your actual rate plans are. Exactly. Yeah. So that should help that a lot. So uh, this is cool because we charge overnight and we're on the off peak rate. So it's like a third of the 12 cents they were assuming. So that's going to, it'll be a big, you know, it will cost us a third of the amount that they were assuming. The Delta with gas savings will be huge now. Yeah. I think, I think Hockey Day is pulling our leg unless, unless he's saying that it's a non-emergent situation. <laughs> uh, oh, it's because there's a uh, truckers protest happening in Ottawa. Uh, and they're, uh, blocking, uh, they're blocking the streets, and now they're ticketing uh, uh, trucks uh, that are honking their horns constantly, nonstop. Gotcha. So, well, that's different than, than than the way that we would. Yeah, that's different thing. than a normal. Uh, yeah, uh, wow. record your uh, <laughs> record your uh, your uh, video capture for sure. <laughs> Next, uh, let's roll on to uh, a new superchargers being installed uh, at the world's largest truck stop. Yeah. So uh, this story came out, and speaking uh, of truckers, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, it, it's not a surprise that uh, this truck stop is installing superchargers, but what I was wondering is that. Is this maybe the lead-in to maybe the first commercial megacharger being installed? Uh, because yeah. of course, having a having a, a truck stop uh, would make complete sense, especially the world's biggest, uh, to have a megacharger set up. So uh, this might be this uh, truck stop's first forte into uh, charging, and uh, what a better place to get a relationship! And then uh, decide that yeah, let's move into big rig charging as well. Let's allow the uh, semis to start uh, charging at our truck stop. Uh, it's a, it's a natural for sure. Yeah, one of the uh, commenters on the uh, article said, "If this is the world's largest truck stop, why only build eight? I think they've opted for 24. Put in some solar panels and make it look like one of the new lounges." Uh, I think that this goes back to what Mike Mark was saying. Is you know. This is them figuring out how to do installs at truck stops as far as permitting and getting everything ready. And I bet you the rest of them are going to be mega chargers and not, you know, a, a pair of V3 supercharger cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, are connecting the same dots I was thinking is that this is an excuse for them to break ground and get the power ran. And, and then uh, they're going to put in these eight. And then right behind that, there's going to be a dozen mega chargers for, for, because it is a truck stop, right? So yeah. that's, you, you, the, you the want the trucks to go cars, there, but not many. Yeah. Right. Yes. You've seen this uh, with the other commercial ones like Loves and uh, Pilot uh, that are across the country. Um, they've catered uh, to the normal driving public as well as truck truckers. Uh, they mm -hmm. want both to stop, and and they have separate separate parking lots, uh, separate entrances in some cases. Uh, but uh, definitely the charging infrastructure. Uh, you know, running, running a cable or conduit out to the charge pad. It wouldn't take much more to run it out a little further and put a second base in. That would be for the trucks or vice versa for the cars. So yeah, uh, and, it's a natural fit for sure. You, you don't want somebody's first visit to a truck stop in their car to be, you know, them accidentally getting backed over. So you keep them segregated a little bit. Uh, you know, they meet each other once they get into the, to the building. Everybody's comfortable. And then if they ever start driving trucks, they already know this one is one of the ones I like. They got clean showers, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next, uh, going to do a little bit of an update from our story last week when we talked about uh, Pottis and uh, his inability to name Tesla uh, in the same <laughs> word as in the same sentence as electric cars. Well, apparently the uh, news got through to him, and uh, Joe Biden did make a speech recently. Uh, got up on stage and indeed indicated that Tesla was the largest 
a supplier of electric cars, American-made electric cars uh, in the country. Uh, so, uh, in yeah, the world. It, it, uh, and, and it is the world, definitely. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We talked about Tesla not wanting to have a an extra target on their back for no particular reason. Uh, we know that Tesla is ahead of the game uh, by far uh, over any other automaker in the United States. Uh, but uh, it still feels good to have uh, Joe mention it live and uh, indicate that, yes, Tesla is the leader. Roll that footage. Since 2021, companies have announced investments totaling more than $200 billion in domestic manufacturing here in America. From iconic companies like GM and Ford building out new electric vehicle production Still to Tesla, <laughs> our nation's largest electric vehicle manufacturer, electric vehicle production to Tesla, our nation's largest electric vehicle manufacturer, to innovative younger companies like Rivian building electric trucks or Proterra building electric buses. So uh, I there. liked that the that the uh, auto caption thought he was saying Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's another new startup that we just didn't know about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was another thing he mentioned in there, and that was electric trains, battery yes. electric trains, and uh, I was I was surprised to hear that, and. Um, they're going to be using them to move cars around within and not hauling them across the country, uh, which is a great use case to, to start with. And uh, we have light rail here. And instead of having batteries, you just have power lines that run above the tracks. And so you have an electric train without carrying around a bunch of batteries. So uh, there's, it's, it's interesting that, that this is um, yet another, What's what's the uh, Casey? We want to electrify all the things and then power them renewably. The to bring in, yep. To bring in what a what future kind of free from fossil <laughs> fuels. There, we there go. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think it'd be awesome to have a train that that was a battery train that could also have the overhead collector as well as the third rail collector. That way, you could just leave the tracks. Well, not the tracks. I know that some. I know that some providers of light rail, such as I believe it was Siemens. Uh, they do offer the ability for both. So a very small battery in the uh, tram, uh, but it would also connect uh, to the overhead wires for recharging. And then when it got into a city mm -hmm. area where they were not allowed to hang wires over the uh, tram line, it could run on the battery uh, for a period of time. Uh, and then, of course, once it connected back to the wires, it would recharge that battery. So it was... Uh, it was a solution where you were, you know, basically always connected uh, to a power source and could charge on the fly. So, uh, kind of, a, kind of a hybrid solution uh, right. that uh, does both. And then they could take that that solution and then put it on the Michigan roads, and then we could put a collector on our Teslas, and then we can keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> there is somebody experimenting with this idea of uh, inductive charging as you drive. Exactly. Actually, we're going to be talking out. about that uh, during What Drives Us, uh, oh, our sister I program that's that. happening an hour uh, after this uh, program ends. So uh, search What Drives Us, and you can follow us up on that story there. Next, uh, what we've got here is, uh, oh, yes. Uh, remember uh, back a couple years ago uh, when the story came out about Flint, Michigan, uh, having lead in their water supply. Uh, Elon at that time had indicated that he would step up and provide a solution uh, for the schools uh, to uh, uh, reduce, uh, stop their uh, intake of lead uh, into their schools uh, for drinking uh, fountains and stations. And just uh, yesterday, it was announced that the Elon Musk Foundation had completed work at 13 uh, different school buildings uh, in Flint, Michigan, uh, for 78 um, uh, drinking stations slash fountains, and that work had completed. So now all those schools uh, are uh, have these filtering systems in place to, uh, to prevent uh, lead and other contaminants uh, from entering uh, the water um uh, stations and fountains uh, so students don't have to worry 
about uh, you know drinking contaminants uh, that has been an issue in Flint, Michigan for a number of years now, uh, which mm -hmm. is a bit of surprise, a bit of shock uh, that that is the case. Uh, but uh, uh, Elon stepped up and, and made it so that uh, these schools could eliminate that uh, from their drinking water. And uh, kudos to him and the foundation uh, for completing that work uh, just this week. So, yeah, they donated 480,000 to Flint back in October of 2018. Yeah. So it, it takes a long time to uh, change all these pipes. And uh, so uh, I'm glad to see it's finally, uh, and I'm sure COVID didn't uh, speed things up by any no. means. And, and and they did have some stuff a little more immediately. Uh, uh, remember when, when Musk uh, donated the filters to Flint as well, and those filters went out very quickly. Right. Yeah, like but like as Patrick mentioned, when you have to change the infrastructure, you know, to 13 buildings, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're going back to different sources and, and pipes uh, have to be completely replaced, uh, redug up and, and replaced uh, in some cases. So uh, it wasn't a quick fix, uh, but at least they worked at it and uh, they did complete it. Um, I, you know, uh, it's again, it's kind of shocking that uh, the city of Flint, um, was in such a predicament uh, to begin with, uh, but uh, that's you know sometimes uh, politics uh, plays against us uh, when 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 the good of the people uh, is required. Uh, sometimes there there are issues uh, with uh, getting the right thing done. So I, I would say shocking, but not surprising. Right. Personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, let's wrap it up. Um, uh, Casey, what do you got happening on the channel coming up this week? So I've got some some good stuff going on. I've got a uh, a little bit of a surprise for uh, for for uh, a surprise video coming up for some stuff I did to the car. A little bit of uh, modding, and Ooh. then uh, we've got our ten point nine videos. We've got ten point nine uh, vanilla and new maps, as well as in the rain, and then of course, like I said, the uh, the special fun video as well. And you can catch that at youtube.com slash kcgreen. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Very good. Patrick, what do you got happening? Uh, any Anything happening at uh, carswithchords.net? Yeah, so I've got a, a few things uh, queued up, and, uh, I, and, and I'm working on some more. One of the, I don't know if I want to uh, tease this or not, but uh, one of the ones I just posted was how much money I saved with my Powerwalls. And uh, now, if Tesla's adding this stuff to the app, it's going to be. I, I, it'll save me a lot of spreadsheet time because it'll be so much easier. I'll just look, export, change, yeah, go, go to year, boom, there it is, blog post done, and screenshot <laughs> finished. Uh, you, you you called it, Mark. Uh, at some point, you said, uh, "I bet you Patrick's making his end of the year uh, report." <laughs> I was going to say yeah. maybe uh, after this show, uh, Patrick's got his next blog uh, lined up. It's going to be how much his car has saved him over the last uh, thirty days. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and uh, one of the things that is really cool about this whole thing works how they work together. So we have the solar making energy during the day. That's uh, charging up our power walls. That that means that that can discharge during peak time which means we can be on the time of use plan and actually save money, which means we're charging overnight when electricity's like less than half the price. So the, all, all of these work together. And, and there's so many people that say, oh, wow, this the electric cars, if everybody gets one, the grid's going to crash. No, no, it's not. Actually, <laughs> these can actually make the grid more robust if they work together. And if you're not uh, all, you know, just plugging in it, five o'clock when you come home from work. But instead, if you have something like this rate plan where it's cheaper to charge overnight, that's the, enough encouragement to make most people charge overnight when the grid has surplus capacity. So yeah, oh, they, they all work to together. But I forget to plug it in. Yeah, don't be, yeah. So well, see, that's uh, the beauty of it though, is, is that you plug it in, the car knows the rate because as Patrick just did, puts it yes. in the app. And then if it, if, it, if he doesn't have to, if it's got some minimum level, it, it waits and then it doesn't, it doesn't go until it's, it's cheaper or free. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's really cool to see how all of them work together. Even with the solar, if the grid goes down, you can say, don't charge my car unless my power walls are over 90% full, then go ahead and charge the car. 
I mean, yeah. so I mean, it's just got all kinds of intelligence and, and synergies together. I hate that word, but I said it anyway. Synergy. Um, <laughs> but, but it also uh, anyway, allows so, you to buy less less batteries. So that that's another way that it helps you as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. They, it's a smart system they've got going on here because it this is our future. This is how we get to a future free from fossil fuels. It's having these smart technologies that can do what you because if you expect people to sacrifice to have a better future, um, that's not going to happen. It's it, there's going to be, you know, 2% of people that are going to do it to save the polar bears, but nobody else. And then we don't get there. So instead having it so that we can all have the luxuries that we're accustomed to and do it without fossil fuels, that's what's going to get there. So uh, I blog about that kind of stuff at carswithquarters.net. Check it out if you're interested. I'm also with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. Thanks. Fantastic. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point in the video. Press that subscribe. Help us out. Gets us in front of more eyes, and you're helping the show. So that uh, would be really be appreciated. With that, uh, we want to thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week. And together next week, We'll get together again and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Bye. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs>